0: of FNO and InsureTech, and for those of you, regular listeners are saying, that's an odd.
1: That's new.
0: That's, that's an odd beginning. Why is it hat in hand? Well, first of all, we have an amazingly good episode for you today.
1: That's true. We'll talk,
0: we'll talk about that for, in a second, but first, our hat is in our hand. Do you want to tell him or should I?
1: I would love it if you did, because I don't know where you're going with this.
0: Okay. Uh, we want more subscribers
1: we do. Okay, yes, we do. Okay.
0: Okay. You want to tell them why we want more subscribers?
1: Well, because we want more people to listen on a regular basis and we want this podcast to be delivered to you fresh every time it's downloaded. Or every, every time, time it's it's, it's released, yeah,
0: which is typically every Friday typically. and uh, a cadence that we've kept up through almost 200 episodes, which we're very proud of, and like after the episode that we've already recorded for that you're about to hear we're we're super proud of it and we we'd love for you to subscribe
1: and and you know a lot of people don't know that subscribing to the podcast is really important because it puts the newest podcast that we came out with in your downloads folder in your in your must listen and that way you don't miss an exciting episode because sometimes you're going to scroll through and you're thinking who do I listen to but if you subscribe Brent is going to come on and already be on there for you so you can listen to this really exciting episode, interesting episode about this tech you've probably never heard of, but that's actually doing really, really well.
0: Yeah, so push the subscribe button Thank for you F&O for Right now, do it right now. You know we're, you know we're nice guys, and, and we don't mean yeah. any harm. No, we're sorry. We, we just bossed you. We right always now. aim at a target. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes <laughs> Sometimes we hit it in the center. And today, oddly, we've done just that. We have we with us today the most successful insure tech that you have never heard of. Right. And we have Brent Williams, the CEO and founder of Benekiva. Now, right now, if you've heard of Benekiva before, raise your hand. Okay. No one raised their hand, Lee.
1: I didn't see anybody. Why is that? Well, because I've never heard of it, because. except for those, except for those clients mm-hmm. who've actually implemented it and use it on a daily basis.
0: Here's a company that, in three years, has penetrated some of the biggest names in our industry, who uh, bring a product that c- clearly adds value, and it's uh, not necessarily the most complicated idea, but a super effective one, and so we thought we should have Brent on with you. So if you enjoy a good InsureTech story, you'll want to listen to our episode that we're going to go to right now without further ado. Here is our interview with Brent Williams, founder and CEO of Benakiva. Hey, we are here today, once again, California, Texas, and that's right, one of my favorite states of all time, Iowa, Iowa is represent yes. today. We have Brent Williams, founder and CEO of Ben Welcome to our podcast.
2: Hey, guys. How are you?
0: Wonderful. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk all about Ben and yeah. all that stuff. But first, we have to talk about the most interesting part, because there's two things about Iowa <laughs> that we have to talk about. Okay. Yeah, what but first, they? we have to talk about my favorite movie that Lee has never seen, and mm-hmm. that's Field of Dreams.
1: i mean i got the gist i got the gist have you
0: been there have you been to the actual field
1: me i have
0: yes are you a baseball fan i am a baseball fan was it awesome to go there
2: it's absolutely amazing now i haven't gone to they have actual major league baseball games that are hosted there once a year i believe where they have two teams that kind of Try to figure out which two teams are going to come and play, and they have they host a major league baseball game there. And I have not been to that, um, but I have heard from people who have have been to that game and it say it's just absolutely, it's absolutely awesome,
1: magical. Do they yeah. only do it whenever the the corn is high? I mean, they don't do it like whenever the corn's cut, right?
2: I think it's cut out just like the movie. Okay. That's the way I understand okay. it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's one thing about Iowa. And then yeah. the other thing, and we've been talking about this is Ragbri. Tell us what ragbri is real quickly.
2: Yeah. Ragbri is the annual bicycle ride from one side of the state all the way to the other side of the state over a seven day period. So um, you dip one end of your bicycle in one river to start Ragbri. You ride across the state of Iowa and you dip your other tire in the other river to end Ragbri. And it's a it's a seven-day stretch where you have multiple stops in, in between each leg of each day, where you literally stop in these towns that have populations of 300 to 800 people. And you're bringing anywhere from you know 30,000-plus people to each one of these stops. And it's just an absolute... Uh, joy. It's, it's fun to do. I've done it many, many times. And I was telling you guys earlier of all the times I've ever been, you're talking anywhere from 30 plus thousand people. I've never seen an altercation. I've never seen a fight. I've never, I've never seen anything negative uh, happen at that event.
0: How many people are riding? So, so people understand why that's an important question.
2: I've heard there's a minimum of 25,000 riders a year, but then each rider, you know, group will have a a support group. They'll have, you know, a driver of the bus or a driver of the RV or a driver of the truck to get your equipment to the next stop. Um, So it it can get up to, you know, 60,000 people.
1: And so what do they do? Where do they stay?
2: So we camp out. You you bring your tents, you bring your RV and you find a spot and and you camp out. A lot of times uh, in those smaller towns, you'll just make friends with the locals and you literally pop your tent in their front yard and and you sleep there for the night.
1: Wow, (laughs) That's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know many races like that. I I know about (laughs) trails that go throughout. That was the first time I'd heard about a race like that. And like I said, I'm a cyclist. I should have known.
0: Yeah. And last thing is, Iowa is also the home of Benekiva.
2: That's correct. That's and right. <laughs>
0: so uh, let's let's uh, talk about why everybody's listening to this podcast today, and that's to hear about you and your company. Yeah. So let's start by giving us a couple of minutes on what Benekiva is, what you guys do, the market you serve, etc.
2: Yep. Yeah. Kiva is a claims servicing and asset retention tool. Uh, for carriers where we digitize the claims and servicing and new business process and provide that anywhere, anytime, any device operation for all parties involved. Um, Where that stemmed from was prior to Ben Akiva, I was an investment financial advisor and I built a very substantial advisory practice. And the struggle I kept running into over and over again, while working with policyholders, carriers, and beneficiaries was on one hand, I was constantly apologizing for the archaic claims processes, while on the other hand, I was trying to maintain or gain these people's clients. And uh, I had a scenario in my in my uh, practice that really taught me that claims is a customer experience issue. Um, it was a scenario where uh, uh, one of my clients had passed away. He was uh, the father of one of our uh, legislatures. And I managed the entire family's uh, portfolios and all their products and services. And we went through the claims process. And immediately when I was done, when we were done processing the claims, I was ordered as the advisor to move any and all remaining business away from that carrier. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, that's okay; They can move a policy here and policy there. But what you don't understand is this family owned multiple businesses of 10,000 plus lives. So when they say move any and all remaining business, you're talking about moving a group block of business of 10,000 plus people away from that carrier simply because they gave us a terrible claims experience. So, um, that's when I started really diving into the claim process to identify, is this a, was this a carrier specific issue or were these industry wide issues? And if they were industry wide issues, Was there a solution out there that solved the experience for all parties involved? And uh, so I did about a three year research stint to to answer those questions and identified that there wasn't a good solution out there. So um, we put together a team and went into what I call our silent ninja phase of actually building out the platform and uh, built the platform.
1: And so what what exactly is the platform? Is is the platform to house a entire claims uh, end-to-end solution or is it in, in conjunction with those that are already out there?
2: Yeah. So actually we're both. Um, we can be a single, we've actually proven with a couple carriers now that we can be a single claims platform across the entire organization, regardless of products that, that they're selling. Um, in one of our carrier scenarios, we decommissioned multiple claims systems and today they have one claim system. And it's Benikiva, um, but some carriers have installed, you know, competitors' uh, claim systems, and those systems do an okay job for some of the value chain of the claim, but they don't do everything. And in those cases, Benikiva will come in and, and fill the voids of whatever that that platform doesn't do. But the biggest differentiator for Benikiva is once the Benikiva claims platform is installed. Everybody, as part of the claim process, can process claims and servicing items anywhere, anytime, any device. So fortunately, um, COVID was actually an accelerant for us because the carriers who were on our platform shifted 100% of their claims and servicing staff to work remote, and we saw no drop-in claims payments and or production. Now we have hundreds of use cases of claims being processed at 10:38 p.m. at night using nothing more than their company iphone um, wow. there's not a there's not another claims platform on the market that can put a carrier in that type of flexibility and we've proven it time and time again
0: so tell me the the lines of business that you guys serve
2: yeah currently we're in life annuity and health side of the business and the reason for that is i you know they're our system is really designed for very complex claims processes. And, you know, on the life annuity and health side, you've got very complex products such as long-term care, uh, life with long-term care riders, uh, annuities, disability. Those are, those are, much more complex claims processes. So we felt that if we could digitize that process, those complex processes, then we could process claims for any type of product that comes at us. And so far we've proven that we haven't had a single carrier come to us yet with a claim process that our system couldn't be configured for. And when I say configured for, um, we're working with about 17 carrier clients and seven of those are tier ones. So the largest in the world. And we don't have one single line of custom code in our platform. The system truly is 100 percent configurable to your product, your people, your process.
1: So does it actually house all of the lines of speaking with, with the insured in it? So like a text messaging, uh, yep. email is all that done within the system?
2: All of it's done within the system. There are no manual processes that occur outside of the Benicuba system once the Benicuba system is installed. So what we found when I did that research is I'd go into a carrier and I'd see multiple admin systems. Right. I'd find multiple claim systems. Then I'd find multiple other systems that are touched as part of the claims process. And then I would find manual workaround processes. So. The question was, is you know, when we sat with claims staff all across the United States, they'd be sitting in front of multiple monitors, and on each monitor is multiple applications open. And the question was, why so many monitors? Why so many applications? And they said, well, we need some information from this admin system, we need some information from this beneficiary storage, this document system, and the, and the list just went on and on. So we just asked the simple question, would it be nice if you had one single UI that you logged into? And anything and everything you had to do for claims was done within that system. You didn't log into 15 different systems anymore. And the claim staff said, oh my gosh, my life would be so much better. (laughs) And so uh, that's essentially what we built. When we go into a carrier, we connect to the multiple admin systems via our proprietary data configurator and innovation gateway, which allows us to connect to those systems very quickly. And then over time, we decommission all of the claims systems that are currently
0: in that organization. So you basically in that situation Mm -hmm. that you just described, you're aggregating the data from the different systems into one UI. Yep. And so is that what your product is? Is it, it's not just a place that you can plug in everything you have and it will, and it will give you one view. It's more than that.
2: It's more than that. So Essentially, you know, we do three things: claims, servicing, and asset retention. Um, claims is, is the easy part. We process claims. Uh, servicing is a lot of people ask, why does Benikiva do servicing? Well. For us, servicing is any type of service operation that requires a signature, a document, or needs to be uh, tracked from a claims perspective. So address changes, beneficiary updates, you know, those types of servicing operations are system handles. And a lot of people will ask, well, why does Benikiva do that? Well, at the end of the day, when it comes time to process a claim, Uh, We need that latest and greatest beneficiary data, address data, all of that. So we just go ahead and handle that process. The retention side of the organization really stemmed from my advisory practice where we take a life claim, which is an expense on the balance sheet, and we turn that into a revenue generation opportunity. And that came from my advisory practice. Because, How do you do that? So every single time I was involved in the claim process, a few things occurred. One, we replaced a deceased client with a new client. Two, we replaced a terminated life insurance policy with a new life insurance policy because that's a, that pol- that's the easiest policy I could ever sell. I don't have to explain to beneficiaries the features and benefits of life insurance. They literally just felt it. Right. But here's what was interesting. A hundred percent of the time when I was involved, I got this one question What do I do with the money? And that's a completely new financial plan for this beneficiary that should include products and services that the carrier offers. So the thought process was why, why are we not taking this opportunity to serve the beneficiaries and run them through the claim process, but then also serve them with our products and services at the end as part of the overall payment or distribution of the benefit? The answer was, is, and, and I say this at jokingly, but it's the truth. Um, you know, I often say that people expect that Amazon type claims experience. We simply can't put them in a 1970s Kmart. You can't run a beneficiary through a terrible claims process and then ask to do business with them at the end. You've got to run them through an Amazon type claims experience first to give you the opportunity, not the guarantee, but the opportunity to serve that beneficiary with their continued financial plan. Mm
0: -hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I would think that life claims are like the easiest claims of all, right? Yeah, you would think so. You would think they're alive or they're dead.
2: (laughs) Yep.
0: Is that not the case?
2: It's not. There's, you know... I often say that Benikiba digitized the claims process from intake to payout and everything in between. What people don't understand is for every claim, there's 100 subclaim processes that have to occur from a regulatory and compliance perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's claim systems out there that do the high-level items, but there wasn't a claim system out there that digitized all of the subprocesses that have to occur. And so that's when we we saw that as an opportunity in the marketplace to say, hey, we can we can based on rules, roles, and data, we can actually digitize all of those sub processes along with the overarching claim itself. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we set out to do. But in the life side of the business, um, you know, each state has different rules and regulations. Each state has different interest calculations on death claim benefits it's it's just crazy it's the amount of the the amount of regulatory compliance that's involved even in a life claim um and then you've got we had to build our platform from a from a hundred percent configurability perspective because when you look at the rules and regulations i'll give you an example i would go into 10 different carriers and i would ask them one their interpretation on one specific rule or regulation and I'd get eight different answers.
1: Yeah, I would think so.
2: <laughs> and so we said, okay, we have to have the platform configurable so that each carrier can, can interpret the rule and regulation how they see fit. Because we're not a TPA. Our platform is a platform. We configure that platform in collaboration with our
1: carriers. I see. So uh, tell me about data. You probably mm-hmm. collect a lot of data that you can report on. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the functionality of the uh, reports within Akiba.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting story. Um, since we do connect to most of the admin systems across the organization, in some cases, all of the admins across the association, um, we have an extreme amount of data. But then we also have the data that's part of the claims and servicing and new business processes. So when you pair that data together, you know, now you can really really do a lot of really good things with the data. Now One other thing is there's lots of good external sources of data. Like there's external claims analytics engines. There's external data sources such as LexisNexis, you know, those types of data. Um, We actually connect those services through our innovation gateway. And now we loop even their external data into the overall claims process. So from a data perspective, Benakiva is actually becoming this data orchestration layer. Mm -hmm. across all of our carrier organizations, because we're connected to all the admin systems, and we can connect to those external third party systems.
0: So I'd like to ask you a question about the life industry. What can you tell us about what percentage of your of your business has to do with life?
2: We started on life. Um, we started with one, sing- one carrier that processed about 70,000 claims a year in life. And our answer to a carrier when they would ask us, can you process annuities? Can you process med sub? Can you process disability? In the beginning, our answer was the same. We believe the platform can process those claims. We need the use case from a carrier to prove that theory out. Um, since then, you know, we process all of those claims. We process life. We process complex life, uh, you know, contestable claims with disability, long-term care, sub, uh, dental, vision. Uh, we've got a health use case coming. And we do have, you know, here's the big question. People says, uh, "Can your system process PNC claims?" Yeah. Yes, our system can process PNC claims. I often have this joke that we'll let we'll let the Duck Creeks and the Guide wires handle the simple claims on the PNC side. Benakiva <laughs> was a very complex claim system, so we take the complex stuff. <laughs> absolutely, we could process PNC claims, um, but again, we just need the use case.
1: Was part of what
0: drew you into this and the opportunity that you saw entrepreneurially when you, when you began was that life has had a, a kind of a knock on it for a long time, mm-hmm. that it was the least technologically oriented or less, less technologically oriented than some of the other lines of business that are out there. Is, was that the case? Is that the case? Is that what drew you in seeing like you were saying the frustration yeah. A couple of things drew me in. Um, you know, when I started doing that research and, and I, I learned
2: some major things as part of that research. Um, one, I learned that there's a problem in the industry that the end consumer doesn't even realize a problem. And I'll explain that here in a second. The other thing that I learned was, you know, there's this misconception from a consumer perspective that insurance companies don't want to pay claims. And what I found in my research is that is absolutely not the case. Agreed. Insur- insurance totally carriers agree. want to pay claims, but they want to pay the right claims to the right people. And you know, when when I sat down with these claims staff, they're they're some of the most passionate and compassionate people you will ever meet. Um, they they truly do want to serve the policyholders and beneficiaries. The second piece that I learned was more on the other side. When I would do annual reviews with or, or quarterly reviews with my clients, I would ask this question. I would say I would, I would say, okay, let's say um, I pass away today and you pass away tomorrow. what do you think happens to all of your all of these products and services? your life policy, your decision. what do you think happens to all these products, your investment accounts? Ninety-seven percent of my respondents said, "Well, the carrier reaches out to my beneficiary and cuts, cuts them a check." Yeah. So what? So what that told me was, is there's a problem right. in the industry that the end consumer doesn't even realize is a problem, because they just assume the carrier is going to take care of that on behalf of, you know, them. Yeah. And that just doesn't. going to show up. I mean, at the end the of the day, for mm-hmm. any claim to be processed, someone has to file the claim. And so we we took all this information and said, okay, that's, we've got a huge opportunity here. Now to get to your, to the answer your question on the life annuity and health side of the, of the industry, those industries have been lacking. And we always say the industry follows the, the banking industry, the banking industry follows, you know, Logistics, whatever. Um, and, and the insurance industry is always a, a, a follower type industry. But more specifically, the life annuity and health side, what we heard as part of that overall uh, research was it's hard for these claims staff, the claims organizations to get funding to do anything on the claims side, because the claim has been just looked at as, as an expense on the balance sheet. Um, And so what we had to do in the marketplace was really share the story that, yes, claims is an expense, but at the end of the day, claims is a customer experience issue. And there's not a carrier in the world that isn't worried about the experience. So we started shifting the industry's uh, paradigm, if you will, to really start looking at the claim process from an experience issue as opposed to just an expense reduction perspective.
1: So whenever whenever a new client comes in and, and they're ready to buy this product, what is a home run for them? What is a big win? What are you able to come in and change and they say, wow, that's awesome? What are some yeah. big wins for them?
2: Yeah, there's a list, um, <laughs> but, but I can share some major ones. Um, a few things, um, we have now proven that our platform, once you install it, a carrier will see minimum 40% efficiencies. And wow. that's a minimum. We've got some carriers that are seeing even more than that. Uh, we actually had one carrier that has actually trademarked their claim system. Uh, they've trademarked it. They registered it. They're actually selling it in a marketplace. This is our claim solution. And that solution is 100% oh, wow! Um, so, you know, there's lots of, of really cool things that occur um, when you when you really change that. But the biggest thing is, and, and a lot of people say, you know, what is the success of And I can point to a couple, you know, that, that story of processing a claim at 10.38 p.m. at night. The carrier claim staff was able to, uh, to look at all of the requirements, all the signatures, documents, the process, everything, and click a button on their phone and process that claim at 10:38 p.m. at night. I can only imagine how the beneficiary felt at 10:39 p.m. at night when they got the text message that your life claim has been paid, the money is in your account. That it that is just it's it's just something that you know people don't truly understand what we're doing until you really break it down to that simplistic of a process. But Imagine with me, you get a text message mm-hmm. at ten thirty nine 9 p.m. at night mm-hmm. within 48 hours of you pros- starting the claim process. And it says the money's in your account. Wow. That's the Amazon
0: type experience.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. So you're a
0: financial advisor yep. by profession mm-hmm. and you're cruising along as, as a financial advisor. Usually when I think about <laughs> who are the tech people that I know? My yep. financial advisor isn't on that list. You come up with this idea. You probably, I'm guessing, maybe you're a techie. Maybe you hardly know how to turn on your computer. I don't know. Where do you go from there? How How did you get this thing done? I'm not the person that made Benikiva.
2: Um, You know, I came up with the idea. I did the research. Um, I do have a slight tech background. You know, in my previous life, I was. I actually have an electrical engineering degree and then I also have a finance degree. So I do have some tech knowledge, but when it comes to actually building a platform like this, I got to what I called the fork in the road and the fork in the road was I either need to go raise a bunch of capital to hire the tech team to build this thing, you know, or, I needed a, to bring in co-founders who had those capabilities that I did not specifically in claims and delivery, because what a lot of people don't understand is Ben wasn't, we didn't just build a technology and then go look for a problem to solve. We identified very pinpoint specific problems in the industry. And then we set out to build the technology. Now there's one thing to build a nice piece of technology. There's another thing to deliver that technology. And based on the research that we did, that's what we heard a lot of the uh, pushback from carriers was, yes, this new technology comes out. But then we find out it doesn't do everything that the salesman says it does. And it takes forever to get the thing implemented. They can't get the thing installed. So we said we need a few things. One, we need a technological platform that is 100% configurable with not one single line of custom code. And today, we've accomplished that goal. We wow. have 17 carriers, not one line of custom code. That's the NASA guy. So one of the co-founders that I brought on was Sovin, and he actually worked for NASA. And funny story, when I met Sovin, I was telling him what I wanted to build, and and he says, I, I can build that for you. And I said, ah, I don't think you quite understand what I'm building. I mean, this is an enterprise level platform. This, this thing is gonna be a core technology in all the carriers that we, that we install it at. And so he started sharing some of the projects he worked on for the United States government, for NASA. And so I started saying, well, maybe this guy can build it. <laughs> yeah. so, but then, we, then that was only one piece of the of, – I call it the three-legged stool, right? You, you got to have the, the product, the idea, and the problems you're solving. Then you got to have the technology. So we got that covered with Sovin. But then we have to be able to deliver that technology, and that's where we brought in co-founder Bobby to the to the to the mix. So our cap table is very simple. Um, it's three founders, uh, you know, a founder and two co-founders, and then we have a minority shareholder investor. And um, yeah, the the rest is, as they say, history. It's actually a great story how we met. And today we're like brothers and sisters. I, I uh, when we have an office in North Carolina as well, and they live in North Carolina. So when I go to North Carolina, I actually stay at their house. Um, oh, that's great. And Sovan and Bobby are husband and wife which is interesting uh (laughs) because, you know, when I, when we were trying to build out, you know, we have to build the tech, but then we also have to deliver the tech. And I started, you know, looking at Bobby's, you know, past resume. I was like, Holy crap, we've got the one, two punch right here. You know, (laughs) let's let's bring him on as co-founders and let's go do this.
0: How old are you guys?
2: We actually launched the platform the end of 2018, but we actually started working on the platform in 2016. Um, and when I say the end of 2018, I always tell people really, realistically, we were in the marketplace, 2019, uh, 20 and 2021, And now, you know, we're going on our fourth year because we didn't go, we didn't launch the platform in the marketplace and, and actually go live with a client till December of 2018. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, we've had some crazy, tremendous growth Dude. in three years. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll
0: say, <laughs> Look, we don't, Lee and I are in the claims business, Uh PNC claims. Yeah. So we don't really know the, the, the claims end, but of, uh, of, of life and health. Mm -hmm. But, um, but we know the insurance industry. Yeah. And to gain the amount of, uh, market share, the number of customers that you have in three and Mm a half years from zero, from a standing, from a standing start. Yeah. It's is somewhat remarkable. Thank you. I mean, we know insure techs yeah. who haven't gotten that far in, in a similar period of time that are venture backed with millions and mm-hmm. millions of dollars. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a quite a testimony
2: to, you. to your Thank product. You. I often say we're we're probably the most successful insure tech no one's heard of. And it's very strategic. You know, our our platform is 100% white labeled. So um, I can't sell the platform to a carrier and say, look, once it's installed, it'll look, feel, smell like you. And then turn around and ask them to put their logo on my website and do a press release with me. We just, we don't do that. You won't find a a carrier client press release with Ben because we just don't do that.
1: Tell me this. Is, is it... Is this a product that a that a TPA could use who services multiple carriers? Is it does it have the functionality to be able to accept two, three, four, ten carriers into it, create workflows for each carrier, and then produce claims?
2: Absolutely, we have a TPA. We have a worldwide TPA right now that is one of our clients, one of our seventeen that is leveraging our claims platform to manage uh, third party to to TPA claims on behalf of other carriers. Absolutely.
1: Wow. So tell me about the digital payments. Is there a digital payments included mm-hmm. in this? You were talking about how you can settle a claim and get the money into their bank account. Yep. Is that something Is that something you do within the mm-hmm. workflow? You probably, maybe with some partners, you work to actually get all that done?
2: Yep. Yep. So we have um, a pre-integrated Fiserv, which is a payment processing, worldwide payment processing uh, system that you probably heard of. Pfizer, the Pfizer forum every year, and you know, mm-hmm. they're a huge company. So that that payment platform is pre-integrated within Benekiva. But what's really cool is there's a lot of carriers that already have invested money into a payment processing system. Yeah. So in that case, we would actually shut ours off, our Pfizer integration off, and we would connect that payment provider to our innovation gateway, and we would trigger that payment system.
1: That's really nice. Yeah. That's really nice. So it yep. seems like you're able to give options all around. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, you know, and
2: we, even when we sell Benikiva, you we, we sell Benikiva. You don't need the whole Benikiva platform. We can actually turn pieces of the platform on and off based on what you've already invested in. Now, so you're for a, example,
0: go ahead. So I was going to say, you're a SaaS company. We are. And so, yep. um, is this a monthly subscription is it based on volumes how does you monetize
2: yeah so we we are a subscription process um we're what we call apple model priced what that means is once you're in software as a service we don't charge you for version upgrades we don't charge you for enhancements we don't charge you for configuration changes to the platform that's all just included in your software as a service fee um we're not per claim priced but we we give the carrier plenty of, of claims to process on the system included in our software to service fee. And I'll tell you why we did that. When we went into carriers, you know, for those three years, I would find the multiple admin systems, the multiple claim systems. Then I would find these batches of claims that were being 100% manually processed. And when I asked them, you know, why, why are you processing those 2,500 claims a year manually versus just putting them on the, the claim system? And they said, well, you know, that claim system has a per claim fee, it's got a a call fee, and it's got all these extra fees. And this is a closed block of business. So we don't want to, we don't want the the added expense. So what we said was we need to go into a carrier and say, okay, how many claims are you going to process on the system? And let's give them a a bump above that. So if they're going to process, you know, 300,000 claims a year, then we're going to actually sell them the software as a service fee where they can process. 350,000 claims a year, because we want them to put, we want to incentivize them to go ahead and put those 2,500 claims a year on the platform. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, there's, it's, it's going to cost you the same, whether they're, whether you're doing those manually or doing those in the Benikiva system.
1: I see. That Mm -hmm. is, that is great. So is it, is it designed for big carriers? Is it designed for companies with 300,000 or could companies Mm -hmm. who do 10,000 claims a year, could they use it? That's
2: what's really interesting. Of the 17 carrier clients we have, seven of those are tier ones. The others are tier threes, tier twos, tier fives. We have one carrier that is processing, uh, they'll process 2,500 claims a year and they're using the Benikiva system. And it's priced accordingly. So one thing we didn't want to do when we came in the marketplace, our platform is a huge platform. I mean, it literally it takes you two days to do a full demo of Benekiva. It's a huge platform. But what we didn't want was we didn't want carriers to look at our platform and go, Oh my gosh, this thing does so much. Yeah, too there's much, no too much. there's there's no way we can afford it. Yeah. And so when we came into the marketplace, you know, once we made the investment in building the technology, I said, "Gosh, why wouldn't we go get some of these smaller carriers and and let them spend, you know, four or five ten thousand dollars a month to use the platform? The platform's already built. You know, it's not it's not an extra cost for us. Um, So, yeah, we 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 started going after all size carriers, and today we've got tier ones all the way through tier fives and beyond we've got small fraternals that are using our platform
0: well we may know some people (laughs) who could use (laughs) your platform
2: yeah happy to have those conversations
0: you know are we this has been so interesting and we love like what you said you're the most successful insure tech that no one's ever heard of Uh um it's a pleasure for us to uncover stories like yours where We're not talking with you. Have you just done your ser? You've just done your Series D, right? (laughs) My guess is is that you're cash flow positive today.
2: We we don't have money issues. Um, We are we are looking at potentially doing a a large raise, um, just to not because we need money. Um, We've got another three three and a half years of runway with no revenue, and of course we have revenue. So Mm -hmm. it's not a matter of needing to raise capital. It's more about you know, saying hello world, and putting fuel to the fire. We've, mm, we've now yes. identified with the multiple carriers we're working with, that we have something in the marketplace that is uncontestable and we need to take advantage of that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Because, uh, because don't think all your competition is just sitting there saying, Oh, we'll leave it. We'll leave it to Ben Akiva. We'll, yeah. leave, we'll leave all this market share to Ben Akiva and we'll go <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, that's uh, not what happens in America or in the world right. for that matter. Right. So listen, we uh, it's it's been a real pleasure to get to know you today and to Thank talk you. about Iowa, one of our favorite states. Thank it you. It is now, and um, <laughs> we'd love to after after a bit of time, we'd love to have you back on to hear more about Benekiva and how and how you've grown, and and Absolutely. maybe we'll maybe we'll cross your path at uh, InsureTech Tech Connect or one of the yeah. other conferences.
2: We're actually going to be pretty big at, at ITC this year. We're doing those we're sponsoring the the previous the pre-day event and we're going to be pretty big at that that event this year well that's That's very
1: exciting we'll be there we can't wait to attend your after party
2: yeah we're doing a pre-day event we're doing a top golf event uh we like golf yeah Yeah, it's it's a blast we we do we do we do a good job at that event
1: well
0: thanks for being with us and we'll look forward to meeting you soon
2: awesome thanks guys
0: you know, I love stories like this. <laughs> Somebody was inspired. Mm-hmm. He found the right people. He put a team together. He got out into the marketplace and seemingly is killing it.
1: Yeah, the most successful insured tech we've, we've never heard of.
0: The uh, Yes, right? I mean,
1: yeah, I think it's a, it's a you know, we've interviewed two, three, maybe four different claim systems. Mm-hmm. Um and this one, this one, something. There just seems to be something different about this one, right? It, it just seems very unique, and it's already out there. It's not a concept; it's actually in practice. And he's got, you know, tier ones, as he said. I, I, I think the future is bright.
0: Right. What a fun thing to find this guy out in Iowa. Yeah. Right. We can go ride bikes together. Who's now. the Who's the founder mm-hmm. of the most successful insure tech we've never
1: heard of? I know, so, I can't wait to see him at ITC. Uh-huh. We need to tell Astrid about this. We do Astrid, we're coming for you. Astrid, if you make it to the end of the podcast. I assume she does. I,
0: oh, 100%. There's no question. No question. Thank you all for being with us. Thank you to our intrepid. I use that word, I don't even really know what it means, but they're intrepid. <laughs> I, I've Googled it three
1: or four times to so make sure it's right. And it's right. Yeah, no, I I would have corrected you many, many moons Uh, ago. Our
0: intrepid production squad of Aldrin Moya and Alicia Moss, without whom today's episode would not exist. So we say thank you once again to them. But most of all, thank you to you for listening to us. And until next time. Goodbye,
1: everybody.